pull up a bar stool. We've got a good episode coming up here, and I'll, I'll tell you all about it here in a second. Uh, but first, you know, a little something different. I want to dedicate this episode, uh, not that it's related in any way, but just someone who's on my mind, to a little guy um, out here in the Denver area named Trevor Kling. So, some of you may know that our family was affected by childhood cancer 11 years ago now. Our oldest son was diagnosed with neuroblastoma, which he fought through, and we made it through. Well, our man Trevor, who plays in the same baseball league, the same age as my middle son, and I never coached him, but his dad, just the nicest guy in the world, um, he's a Packers fan, I'm a Packers fan, so we kind of gravitated to each other in Denver, talking about the Packers and the Brewers. And recently he had, um, had a collision at home plate, and they thought it was a concussion, they went in, and they found out he had a, he had a brain tumor, a cancerous tumor. So, little man's uh, going under the knife today, so this is Wednesday again, and thoughts with him. Thoughts with him and his family, so, sorry, so, uh, fight hard, my man, and the family. Um, so, so here we go, shifting gears, uh, but today I'm going to have John Robinson, so my mentor, my uh, business manager, you know, my everything to my business in a lot of ways over the last four years. He's going to take the wheel, lead me into some uncomfortable directions, and we're going to talk about blogging and how, that, how difficult that can be for me. So it's especially difficult for me in times like this. So again, to my man Trevor, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from JohnLumber.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week I invite you to the virtual pub. I say each week, it's not true. And we get drunk on social media. So, I say, you know, it's funny because I, I, John Robinson, JR, uh, what, what, what do we, how do we describe you, JR? Your business manager, your mentor, your... Slave master. Ah, yes. I love it too much. <laughs> so we, you've had, you've been on several times. Meant to have you on every month, and I, you know, you know, I'm terrible at, at uh, sending calendar invites because I actually have this entry created in GoToMeeting to do it whenever, and it just fell off my calendar. And then we, like, I, I think we just missed last month. Basically, we we did the, the other months prior to that. But uh, essentially, you know, we do things a little bit differently here, and I, I like having you on because we don't talk Facebook. We talk business and a lot of the stuff that you you and I talk about on a regular basis because JR here has been kind of, you know, we've been talking for the last, geez, almost four years has been going through this journey. Yeah, when I had hair. And you had, you did not have hair ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so before we get going, you know how this works, JR. What are you drinking today? I bet you have a little surprise for me. I do have a surprise. What is that? It's called Blazing World uh, Modern Times Beer Hoppy Dank Amber. I've never seen Dank. more words on it <laughs> from San Diego. So it, it looks like it's a San Diego microbrew, which San Diego 
I, I think it's up to like a hundred microbrews or something right now. Nice. So it's really crazy here. Dank. So. I've never heard the word dank used to actually describe something in a positive light. I'm a little afraid of this. <laughs> so I am working on an arrogant bastard ale. <laughs> and uh, there's, there's some history behind this one. Uh, it's a 7.2. No, so I, I told you, I, I'm coming straight from the dentist, which is always... I specifically at the dentist told him I didn't want the fluoride treatment because I knew I'd be coming back to drink a beer. I, that seems like I have my priorities in line. But uh, So I haven't had breakfast because I don't like having breakfast before and going to the dentist either. And I'm going to go straight to the arrogant bastard, which is 72.2%. Now, the story here is, and I've told you this before, and I think some people on the show have heard this before too. There was a period in my life where I started, a, I had a website where I was doing beer reviews and and I got some buddies in on it as well and probably the most uh, memorable review from that site was for Arrogant Bastards so we reached out to who's this brewery? It's like Stone Brewing or yeah Stone Brewing it's here yeah in San Diego and, right. they, and they actually uh, they sent, sent us a big old Arrogant Bastard like a huge one and I had one of my buddies do the review. And it was a really good review. So this 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 is my beer today. Cheers to you, my man. All right, cheers. So two San Diego beers. Cheers. All right, so we're doing dank. these. Dank. Hold on a second. Is it dank? dank. Is it dank? <laughs> it's dank. Is it? So is that a good thing? Uh, yeah. You know what? I might like this, but the first sip. Always isn't the best, so it's, it's we'll, a we'll dank. get a couple in. That's a little dank. This, this arrogant <laughs> bastard's a little dank as well. <laughs> I, I, I like the way they, they promote it. They got like this Satan drinking a beer, and at the bottom, in quotes, it says, you're not worthy. That's good stuff. So <clears throat> any, anyone who's listened with JR on before, if you haven't, we do this a little bit differently. We I let JR take the wheel because I don't I always like to be in control and to have all that pressure on me. So JR is going to step us through. I have no idea what we're going to talk about today. So go ahead. Perfect. Well, let's get going. I, and, and what came to mind to me was uh, kind of inspired by a podcast I listened to this morning. And I'm not going to give the podcast any credit because I don't want anybody else to listen to this podcast. Because it was, yeah, it, I listened to a podcast That's this ridiculous. morning. That's ridiculous. That's just mean. I, it is mean, but I'm going to tell you, the podcast was by a guy who's wildly successful in his mind, and he yelled at you the whole time for an hour and swore and everything the entire time, and he talked about motivation today, and it's the first time I ever listened, it will be the last, but it kind of it stuck with me, the idea of, you know, how do you stay motivated and encouraged or how do you fall in love with something that you really don't like and the question that came to mind to me is something that i saw on on another facebook group is a person asked how do you fall in love with blogging and writing and knowing you john because you aren't the best with scheduling meetings, and you're not the best with responding to emails. Mm. And let's see, I could just keep going on with you. Not the best. Jeez, with, man. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? I I want the I want the listeners to to kind of hear your story 
about how you feel about blogging and writing in general. And then we can even go into a couple other topics uh, on what you fall in love with and what you don't. And one's going to be hip hop, so I'll, I'll talk about that later. Yeah, I but mean, I think. Blogging and writing. Tell me, blogging and writing. So I think it's, it has to do with the confidence level, first of all, because all these, a lot of these things that we talk about that I'm not good, you know, I, I, I'm terrible, I'm, I'm quote unquote terrible at, like it seems like I'm lazy at them. It's just, it has a lot to do with confidence. Like I'm, I'm, not com- I'm not confident at a lot of different things, but I'm confident at, at writing and I, and I enjoy it. And it really goes back to when I was a kid wanting to be a sports writer. And like I still remember, it, I must have been in sixth or seventh grade, um, writing out, you know, being really excited about this, writing out all these uh, predictions for the upcoming baseball season and sending them to a writer at the Detroit Free Press because we lived in Michigan at the time. Uh, Mitch Album, he's a pretty well-known writer. Uh, he, he never responded to me. But, uh, the, you know, the Brewers are going to win the World Series and... Uh, you know, they're gonna be rookie of the year and MVP and sweep every award and everything like that. So it was very, very informed, clearly. But point is that I was passionate about something and I enjoyed writing about. Now, I've always felt like the best way to express myself clearly is through writing. So when given that the choice, am I gonna make a phone call? Am I gonna send an email? Am I gonna write an article? Am I gonna do a speech? Of ways to express myself clearly so there's not any misunderstanding, it's gonna be writing. And uh, so, you know, going back, I'd say, you know, again, like I, I wanna be a sports writer when I was a kid. Um, in college, I, I wrote a lot, I went to a liberal arts school. Is mainly writing philosophy papers because that was that was my major, and so there was a lot of kind of you know deep thinking with that, and um, so it's a comfort level. So when I, for example, started a website for around fantasy sports, or when I want to get involved in fantasy sports, what's how is the way I was gonna get involved? I was gonna ex, you know share my knowledge of this by writing a bunch of articles. And it was very conversational in tone, which has always been kind of my style. And it was just comfortable. It was easy, and I enjoyed it. So, so let me take, because there's some words that pop out to me that, that I'm not sure if they're in the same family or they're distant cousins, which is comfortable and confidence. Mm-hmm. So do you feel that you have to be comfortable first in order for you to have the confidence and I'll add two other C's, commitment and the courage to do writing and, and, and blogging? No, I mean, not necessarily, but for it to be easy, because I mean, it takes, you, you, could, you could probably do it the other way around as well. I mean, I've, I have kind of a lifetime of, of writing experience um, where you know, I had the passion first, but let's just say that you, you don't think that you're a writer you may have the, the bare skills, right? You might be able to express yourself well. You may have good spelling and grammar and all that stuff, but maybe it doesn't come easily to you or you've never thought about starting a blog and this and that. So there are gonna be some growing pains with that where you're gonna be outside of your comfort zone early. 
and you probably won't be com- confident early on. But yeah. but doing and, it and, and trying it, you know, you never know. You and I have talked about this, so I'm I'm realizing that we need to talk about this more because I believe the sequence is about commitment and courage first. Yeah, I, I and, think I and, think it can and, be. And, 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 yeah, and we've talked about getting hit by a baseball before, and I never played after getting hit by a baseball because mm-hmm. the idea was I didn't have the capability uh, or the confidence, but forget that, I didn't have the commitment or courage to stand in the box again. Yeah. So I think when you say, you know, you're blogging, and when you're inspired is more about confidence, I think it's more about when you're committed to doing it. And, and you and I both know that that when you get motivated, it's because deadlines are quickly approaching to you. So Sometimes, with that yeah. being said, yeah, so with that being said, because I, like I said, when I saw this blog about this question of, you know, how do I fall in love with blogging and writing, there were so many people who said that they hated it. And a lot of people said that they have writer's block. And a lot of people, you know, they, they want to do it. They know the value of doing it. but They're not like Nike. They just don't do it. And I think your process would be interesting to share. What what is your process? Let's back up for a moment, though, because I think there's a reason why people hate it and it's kind of a chore. And there are a couple reasons. The first could be that they're just not very good at it. And and so let's let's be clear. Not everyone can be a blogger. If you're not a good writer, if you don't have good spelling, if you can't, if if it needs, if it needs to be edited and it's just horribly, you know, this, this is a fact. A lot of people just can't write very well. Um, you, you shouldn't be a blogger. Um, so wait, 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 stop, stop right there though. Cause yeah. I like where you're going with this. What, what are the skills that you have to be good at in order to, for it to be easier? Because you just described one as just writing and the other is what, what are I some mean, just, just simple grammar, spelling and, you know, be able to, uh, compose a coherent thought um, in, in writing because even having good spelling and grammar it, it may not be interesting <laughs> so what, what about time management <laughs> and I'm smirking at you um, I've got no time management so <laughs> but um, yeah and see and you took me off course I don't even remember where I was going now I was about to say something all deep and well, that's okay. I'll bring I'll bring it back in. So your process. So so you said that a lot of people hate it, and there's a reason why they hate it because they're not good at it. And then you're saying, well, the skills I'm being good oh, at, and not oh, everybody oh. can be a blogger. I just remember. Stop. While I'm thinking about it. So the other reason. So the first is that they're not very good at. It. That's why they're not. They don't like it. The second is, I think what I'm addicted to is not only that I'm writing about a passion. And that's when I could just, like, when I started my website and like, those first couple of years where I hadn't written about any of this stuff and I could just write for days and I was writing almost every single day and it was easy. Like, these days it's not as easy because I feel like I've written about it all and I'm tired of talking about the same stuff all the time. Same thing with this baseball site. Like, I've got so many things I want to express and so many things I can write. I've got a long list of blog posts I can write. But that's, that's half the equation. The other half is actually getting the positive feedback from people that it's making a difference and they enjoy it and and like they thank me for writing it and this helped them and not getting that feedback is i think one of the main reasons that people hate it 
because it's like, what, why am I doing this? I'm just writing for myself. I'm the only one reading it. So I think that's a really important component of this as well. Yeah, I, I like that. And I know for me personally, when we were at this social marketing media world conference, I enjoyed people walking up to you and thanking you for all the hours that you put in and writing, which has caused me to kind of try to crack the whip with you too, is like to write more because it's so cool when somebody walks up to you. And I know it's a little overboard when somebody says you changed their life, but in their world you did. So I, you're, I think you're totally right. The positive feedback is encouraging and motivating for sure. Because this be, but, I mean, but, I'd say 99% of all bloggers don't get that positive feedback. So right. that's that's why they quit. I think most times it's it's a chore, and they don't get the positive feedback, the the reinforcement for why they're doing it in the first place. So they quit. Yeah, and, and I think that the society has more of a, a lanes toward negative feedback because if, oh, you yes. you know, if, you, if you look at YouTubes and videos and all the threads of people, they're, they're complaining and they're not complimenting. So I think the compliment does fuel it, that writing process. Typically, people are more likely to be negative when they actually comment than positive, I, I think, in general. Now... It kind of depends on what you're writing about. Luckily, I'm not writing about something that's incredibly uh, controversial. But like as you've seen, when I wrote about the baseball stuff, if I, it depends on the topic. When I write about daddy ball, for example, like when, when dads um, favor their kids and coaching, or I write about my pretty controversial opinions about bunting, I get all kinds of negative crap comments on those. So it all depends on what you're talking about, too. I mean, if I was talking about politics or religion, like, good luck. Uh, so, yeah, you can get all kinds of negative. So, so what's your advice on taking it personal, then? Because oh, as you're man. describing this, what's coming to me is, wow, I, don't, I, I, I sometimes think about being a blogger and a writer, but the idea of taking it personal is probably a roadblock for me. What, what's your take on it? Well, honestly, when it's something that's kind of controversial like that and I get a lot of just negative... And a lot of times people aren't necessarily ripping me unless I'm talking about the bunt. Uh, a lot of times they're just, you know, venting. Um, I start reading the comments and after a while it just becomes too much. I just... I don't, I don't read them anymore and I don't respond. That doesn't mean that's the right way. But I do take it too personally, and I just I know there's nothing productive about going through that, and 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 kind of dwelling on on all that negative feedback. So you know, and I know it's going to happen every once in a while, even on my 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 johnloomer.com blog, where you got the naysayers regarding Facebook and this and that, and people are going to say some trollish thing. And my I usually just ignore it. You know, it's it's actually one reason why. I don't even get notifications anymore when people comment on my blog. I just check my blog, and again, this is probably bad practice, but I check it for a couple of days after I've, I've published it, and after that, you know, I, I just don't dwell on any, any of the, the feedback that I get on it, which sometimes is negative, sometimes it's positive. But. So, so let, let's, I need to get my, my second hoppy dank amber yeah. sip, so why don't we... Uh, Take a, take a breath. Cheers. Cheers. Okay, that was a little better. 
wasn't as dank. No, it wasn't as dank. So, so uh, the, the the thing that that came to mind to me when you were talking about not listening to the complaints or not seeking them, uh, and I know you're. I think you like Dave Chappelle, but yeah. there was an interview with, with Maya Angelou and Dave Chappelle, and she gave him the advice that said, "Don't pick up any." feedback at all no don't read your reviews don't read your good reviews don't read your bad reviews yeah, because i can see that they all and and his content the way he develops his content his process for developing content is based upon that it's based upon him not looking at any reviews and just knowing what feels good to him yeah and uh so i'm not sure i'm not sure as a blogger I, and, I, and i understand which it. approach to take yeah I, and i understand that too um Additionally, I say that, you know, ignoring negative feedback is probably a cardinal sin of social media. Now, depending on the type of negative feedback we're talking about, I'm really talking about the trolls and the people who want to. And they're not always trolls, but people are just venting about stuff, but not venting about me. Right. Right. So so it's it's when people are venting or being or angry about you and your customer service and your product and things like that, completely different than what I'm talking about. Um, right. I'm talking about, you know, venting about a topic and like, all right, go ahead. But um, but I do understand what you're talking about there with Dave Chappelle in that um, you, you've got to have more motivation than just, you know, every, everyone else's feedback. And I agree with ignoring the negative and I, I see right. the point of view of, of ignoring the positive and that, um, you don't want them to shape your point of view either. Right. So, so I, I feel like, and I do this to you a lot. I'm like, Oh, did I get my question answered? And I'm like, I don't know if I really did. So, so for all those that are out there that are either struggling with the process of being a blogger, a writer, or those that are considering it, can you share like your process? What, how, how do you do it? I mean, if you were Billy Joel writing songs, he's like, oh, I write songs only in the my my vacation home three times a month and blah, blah, blah. Do you, what's your process? Yeah, to be clear, I, especially if, if you're overwhelmed by this, this whole thing, um, first of all, don't get all hung up on all the SEO keyword stuff. That just complicates it. And to be clear, I don't... I'm not going to say I don't worry about SEO, but I don't like search out keywords. and things. I, I just think that's really con, kind of contrived in that, what should I talk about? Oh, let's see what people are asking for and, and, and searching for. But instead, what I do is I sit down and I create a list of, and let's, whether it's about Facebook marketing, it's about baseball coaching and being a parent, uh, or whatever your, your product, your niche is. You sit down and write a long, long list, and it's just one of those just brain things, whatever you call it, where you just shoot everything out that comes out. That there's no right or wrong, good or bad topic. Like what are all the questions that people ask that they have about this topic, or the the issues, the problems that the people have? So, I mean, I could even bring up a baseball-related one. It's like 50, 60 things in there I may end up writing about five or ten of them that are on there right now so so it all starts with a list and that's really kind of a market shared in school so if you're if you're talking product uh, if you would say 
talk to your sales team, talk, talk to your customer service team, um, get all these questions that people are asking them. Again, not always product specific and usually not um, if you can. That the people are asking about, like for example, when he's talking about pools, it's like, it's not so much what does my pool cost, but what does a pool cost? What does a fiberglass pool cost? Then you can talk about what your pool costs as well. But you're talking about, you know, in general, that there are various types of pools and all this kind of stuff. And that's like a so, so primary me, question let, that people let, are asking me, that he will answer. Let me, clear, let me clarify this. So you sit down and you create a list of topics. From that, you understand the, the people's pains from it, and you write questions. Is that the sequence? Yeah, so essentially these questions are my titles in most okay. cases. So, um, And I make sure that it's narrow enough. So I'm like, I'm not trying to solve the world's problems in one blog post. This one blog post is exhausting that one topic. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, and so after I have the title, I'll, I'll I tend to, and I know I'm going to write about it. I'll start a draft. And that doesn't mean I'm going to finish that. I have all kinds of unfinished drafts that for whatever reason never got published. Um, but I just start writing about, you know, what's on my mind about that. But I immediately break it up into five or six sections. So um, it's, I mean, you look at my blog posts, you'll see this. This is, this is all my headers, my subheaders, whatever you call them, the H2s of, yeah, I, I don't just write a long blog post, all, you know, all texts that's, that's not broken up. It's broken up into five sections and then I write about each section. So it's essentially, a lot of times it's something like this, like, you know, what is the problem? You know, what is this thing? How to use it? You know, you know, going forward, the future of this, you know, that kind of stuff, where it's, it's broken up into five or six parts. And then I write. So, so let me let me take a step back because I love that you you narrow the focus down, and you put a mindset of draft. You put your draft hat on. What? How important is it for you to think of this first version as a draft versus final version? Well, it helps. I mean, first of all, I know that. Um, I don't need to publish it. It's it's like it's kind of like a, a trial that I'm going because I, I I'm just messing around to trying to determine if this is something that actually has potential to be a good blog post in the first place. Several times I'll find that I start writing and I'm like I'm just not getting into this and I never publish it. Um, but but also it's good to have that draft going. Because, yeah, it may not be I'm, I'm creating this to publish it for this week. It's like I'm getting something started. While this is on my mind and I have all these ideas, I p- start putting them in order. So th- it could be three weeks from now. I'm like, what the heck am I going to write about? Oh, I got this long list of drafts. You know, what has potential here? And I've got the starting point of, of all these blog posts. So I find so, that really helpful. So- <clears throat> Because so, I like when you said getting something started, and I, I listen to Brendan Burchard a lot. Uh, a lot of his podcasts, his book, Motivation Manifesto, and there's a common theme that it is about getting momentum going. And when you say getting something started without this idea that it has to be published, what gets you one step closer to publishing it? What 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 is it? Is it once you feel the five sections are done, what, what gets you there? 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's it's something that's complete. So I, I, I know what the problem is. I know what the solution is. I have a coherent thought and explanation and point of view and opinion on something. And, you know, I feel good about it. And that's when I'll publish it. But a lot of stuff I don't publish, though. Who, who do you involve in your process? Like, because I know you've never sent anything to me to say, or maybe you have, maybe once or twice. I don't, matter of fact, I don't think you've ever sent anything to me to say, hey, what do you think of this before I publish it? It's uh, it's pretty rare that I send it to anybody. Yeah, no, that, that's interesting. In, that's in, in reality, kind of like what you're saying with Dave Chappelle, I'm okay with that because, like, <clears throat> I need to be okay with it. Um, a lot of times I know there's some risk in what I'm right about when I have a really strong opinion. Um, but I, oftentimes I know that that's also what's going to get the most attention and is going to get the best um, response. Uh, but I'm still protective and making sure that whatever I publish, I, like I really don't want to publish bad, just a bad blog post, bad article that, that reflects poorly on me. So I'm, I'm really careful. Okay, okay, LeBron, because there's something that's coming to mind for me. I know that there has been many a times that you had fear that something that you were going to write was not going to do well, but you still published it. Yeah. Well, because I also, like you said, have deadlines and have expectations, right. and that, you know, I, I've been slacking. Like I, it's, like I said earlier, it's definitely more difficult these days than it was a couple of years ago, <clears throat> because I didn't have four years of blog posts I'd already written, because I, I basically could say I could write about anything I want, and I haven't written, written about it before. Now it's like, God, I've talked about this 20 times already. Do I need to write about it again? Or, you know, I've read about it, even though it's changed slightly, do I need to write about it again? Mm-hmm. Um, so so it, it becomes much more difficult now to come up with topics that I feel really, really good about, I guess, than I used to. How are you, how are you keeping it fresh? Because, I mean, to me, I know that we've had some conversation over the last couple months where I wouldn't call it writer's rock, block or creative block but it's just kind of more of a, a motivation block on just getting something started yeah i don't have an answer for that because i feel like that is a struggle for me right now okay and and that's perfectly okay because i i want i want people who hear this to understand that yeah even even john loomer uh doesn't have an answer for something well and, I, sure. and I, I compare it to Jay Bear, and we talked about that before hopping on here today, how he just shut down Jay today. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it was a really popular, um, you know, unique short video format that he was doing for Facebook. And I guess, I think he published like 170 of these things. And he did it three days a week, and, you know, he just really committed to it. And he ended up stopping. And the reason for that, there are three main reasons. First of all, um, he, I mean, he, he felt like it ended up just being a, an opinion kind of thing where he was talking about what was on his mind but not necessarily teaching. Um, another issue was that he felt like it kind of leveled off in popularity. And that's kind of like where I feel like I'm at right now, especially since I'm only publishing once a week. And, and the third was that it got to a point where he was doing it because he thought he had to, not because he wanted to. Mm-hmm. 
and I think that's the risk that we we have um, after doing this for a while. And that's kind of where I get in that rut myself sometimes. And that, like you said, you know, what keeps me going, even publishing things that aren't maybe my best work, even though, you know, I'm still my biggest critic. Uh, But I know I have to publish something. Mm-hmm. And luckily, I'm not trying to do it three days a week like he was with his day to day. But even once a week, um, you know, I know I have to. I can't really. I, it's so rare that I've skipped a week, and I feel like a complete slacker when it happens. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. So I, I want another drink. So yeah. can uh, take a second. Yep. Cheers. Cheers. All right. So I'm loving this. I, I like the fact that you shared. You know, your process for, for writing, you know, from sitting down to create the list to creating questions, understanding people's pains, narrowing that focus, creating that draft, and then breaking it down to five sections. Is this the same process for when you used to develop the, the courses? Yeah, it's very similar. I mean, okay. the, the courses were a little different. Like I take Power Editor, and while some of those same topics would come up based on people's questions and pain points, it was actually simpler in a lot of ways. I would just open up Power Editor and I'd go through, you know, I just comb the entire tool, like what are all the various features? What are all the various actions and things that you can do and should do? And so it was, it was more, more of a step-by-step um, guide as opposed to, you know, questions. Now, as, especially in that first course, there was definitely some strategy stuff related in there as well but I guess the later version of it was more of just going like through it to make sure you understood how everything works and what to do with it got it all right so we're gonna wind down um I feel like this this podcast was kind of on the topic of so you want to be a blogger I mean this idea is just sharing the the good and the, the bad of this whole process so I I thank you for being vulnerable now on a side note, the word excited always, you know, I always use that. It just excites you when you make decisions. And I guess the writing process. Energize. You said energize. Yeah. I say energize, yeah. excited. I wrote down excited. I, I looked at uh, my piece of paper and I looked at excited, but it's energized right above it. So, yeah, it's energized. You're right. But, but it, what energizes you? And now that we're beyond the writing part of this, the word draft came up earlier when you were talking about your writing process draft the football draft is coming up are you excited <laughs> and energized about the draft coming up you know it's one of those things like i totally get it when you're when you every year you dominate something it's like you, you kind of learn lose motivation you're like kind of like how michael jordan just out in nowhere retired and decided to play baseball even though he's a terrible baseball player it's like he just needs a challenge every once in a while. That's kind of like, that's how I feel. Like, I play with a bunch of amateurs. I was like, do I really need to do this? Do I really need to take their money? So, I, I would say I'm, I'm kind of like that, you know, should I, you know, decide to play hockey instead of this year? Even though I've never played hockey before. That's kind of where, where I'm leaning right now. Well, perfect. On that note, I, I knew that I would get some commentary from you on that because I am looking forward to it. My first year was last year. I had the best regular season record 
And then I ended up losing in the first round because of two weak Green Bay Packers players that I picked up. Um, <laughs> and then I ended up in third place. So, so this year I'm the commissioner and I'm excited and energized by the You're idea. the commissioner. That's scary. I wouldn't want to be part of that league. <laughs> Why? I already have the rules set. So, right. yeah, it's going to be fun. So, so yeah, no, I am uh, really excited about this upcoming year's season. And I should I should invite you to my league and see what you can do in our league. You really don't want to do that. <laughs> All right, I'm passing the baton back to you. Asshole. All right, man. Well, thanks again, JR, for taking the wheel now. Before, First of all, because you're lazy and cheap, I've uh, already taken the tab. I grabbed the tab. We had last call. All that business is really, really late, like 2.30 in the morning. So I'll take care of the tab again. Yeah, finish that beer before we go. We already called the Uber. Uh, but before we get moving, how can people find you? Oh, they can always find me on Twitter at, at BackupCEO.com. Well, I said dot com. Yeah, you Backup. did. This, this beer, Hoppy Dank Amber. Jeez. What percentage of alcohol is in this thing? Mm-hmm. So at Twitter, just at BackupCEO. And then on, on the web, BackupCEO.com, which I am proud to say that my latest version of the website is up there. Uh, I, I'm proud of so. And when's, late, when's your latest blog post? Uh, I'm not excited about writing. <laughs> so, 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 you know, my process is going to be kind of similar to my Angelo. This is the second reference to her today. Uh, she goes off-site. She rents a hotel. She, well, she used to. She passed away. But um, she, she used to go to a hotel room every day for two, uh, two or three hours a day and just write only and uh, set the environment up for the write. So for me, I think I'm going to find a place, maybe a coffee shop or somewhere, and pick an amount of time and just commit to just writing in that time period. And then once I do that, then I think uh, you'll see some blogs. I'm looking forward to it. Make sure everybody right. gets a link uh, to, to the latest blog post when that happens. Sounds good. All right, man. Well, thanks again for being on. That was awesome. Thanks again, JR, for being my guest this week. I always feel like I'm a guest when JR stops by. It's a good episode. Anybody who's thought about blogging and, and wondering next steps, how to stay motivated, what, what's the process, what do I do? I'm not perfect. Um, hopefully there's, there's some things you can take from that. Um, before we close out, just a heads up, quick launch of my latest workshop, which I do every two months. This one, we're talking about how to build a brand from scratch. If you made it this far, this is going to be perfect for you. Um, a minimum of 90 minutes where we're going to talk about how to build a brand from scratch, how to quickly assemble a quality Facebook presence. So using Facebook and a Facebook page and using ads. Uh, and so kind of my process and what I recommend. I mean, I know a lot, a lot of brands struggle with you know, building a highly engaged audience without breaking the bank reaching people passionate about their brand or niche and getting links and conversions for an affordable price. So we're going to talk about that and then you'll walk away with an understanding of how to use your current assets to build an audience, have a system for building that valuable audience via both a Facebook page and getting website traffic, having a process for using passion pages to build an audience and traffic for difficult industries, 
And at the end of the day, once you have a guide that'll help you save time and money on audience building and ads. So it's a big one. I think you'll enjoy it. Go check it out. Go to johnlimmer.com slash scratch dash workshop. So this is me a live webinar event where it'll be about 45, about an hour worth of um, presentation, another 30 minutes for Q&A, but our last workshop went two hours. So it'll be a good one. And if, if you buy it, if you register, you also have access to the um, replay. The live event occurs on August 13th, or excuse me, August 12th, Wednesday, August 12th. All right, so learn more at johnlimmer.com slash scratch dot, scratch dot, oh my goodness, johnlimmer.com slash scratch dash workshop. Again, to my man Trevor, stay strong, my man. Until next time, do awesome things. I'm out.